1981, there was a murder so shocking that it changed the entertainment world forever, yet the killer was never brought to justice. Now, almost 40 years later, we're reopening the case, reviewing old leads as well as new evidence, to try and make sense of a killing which gave rise to a massacre. The who, what, why, and how of when video killed the radio star. Welcome to the Radio Star Murders. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Radio Star Murders. This is a podcast where we are trying to figure out if the video did in fact kill the radio star. We're analyzing music videos. My name is Wes Teasdale. I'm joined by Clay McCormick. Clay, here we are wrapping up in 1999, which we've been talking about for about five weeks or uh, a little bit longer now at this point, but five videos. This is the fifth, I believe. Uh, we're doing Blink-182's All the Small Things. So how are you? My, I have my biggest pair of shorts on that I could possibly find. And uh, do rag ready to talk about how much I hate this song. <laughs> well, I, you know, I ne- I never never liked these guys. I I and actually going back and watching this video again, it makes me like them even less than mm. I did at the time because they're just <laughs> they're like three conventionally attractive guys that can write a, f- a fairly catchy hook. Yeah, and I mean, maybe that's all of pop music. I don't know, but Inter- it, I interesting just... you went, interesting you went with fairly attractive. That's a very that's an interesting thing to say about Blink One Eighty Two. I guess would be so you, I mean, you, you I, think of them as like a pop band. Yeah, they're conventionally attractive. You know? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, the description for this one is a group of snot nosed punks who know how to churn out a top forty hit. Uh, basically, stand around in a airport hangar with a solid backdrop, and they dress up in different costumes to make fun of very, very produ- provocatively make fun of uh, the hottest tracks of 1999, a lot of which I don't actually remember. That's pretty much it. We're talking about All the Small Things by Blink-182. Clay, this was um, released It says uh, released in 1999. I think this information is wrong. It made the Billboard's Modern Rock uh, tracks chart. It peaked at number two on the UK singles chart. It peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100. It's the group's most successful single to date. Oh, it's their only song to break top 40, but I guess they just churn out hits otherwise. Huh. It um The video parodies and mocks Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. It was a popular video on MTV's Total Request Live, leading to criticism from those who felt that their basis for parody was thin. Um, all, the, all the small things was selected by Rolling Stone as one of the 100 greatest pop sh- uh, songs of all time, enlisted in the 2010 book, A Thousand and One Songs You Must Hear Before You Die. I was laughing about that that comment, Clay. Um, the criticism from those the basis for parody was thin. Uh, we'll get to this because I want to talk about the song first, but that's probably my criticism of the video, actually. I was laughing just because it was apparently a very conventional take, but uh, this band... Yeah, do you want to describe your, your relationship with Blink-182, if you have a relationship? You say you don't like them. Is there anything deeper than that? No, it was, it's, uh, they, I, they were the, uh, they were the offshoot of rock music that was very popular, or it was like the, uh, uh, the lead-in for what ended up being the pop-punk kind of wave. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that was very popular when I was in college, and I just hate all of it. I just could never stand any of these bands. Uh, I I don't know why. A lot. Well, Blink One Eight Two. I hate the guy's voice. I hate the the way he sings songs. His Tom, inflection Tom along, is awful. <laughs> yeah, I, he's got the the way he pronounces words makes me so angry. <laughs> Call you today. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, much I, like and it's and it's that's the same kind of inflection that every one of those bands has, and it makes me really hate all of their music. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I don't like pop punk very much. Uh, I yeah. feel that pop punk is actually now that we've been doing 1999, it's kind of a perfect distillation of what the music was going through at this point. Mm-hmm. It's like it's radio friendly, hooky, stupid shit, basically. Like, and and it doesn't even have the you know, I'm not going to get into like I'm too old to get into the not punk argument, basically. But like, there's a yeah. there's a certain ethos that real kind of what I would consider punk bands to have have, and you don't even need to be the Sex Pistols kind of stuff. Like, I think early Talking Heads is kind of punk rock in a lot of ways. Sure. Like the hey, they the played early, at CBGBs in the early days. Yeah, like early New Wave was more punk, and it was what I what I like about that era of music and the punk scene in general is that they. They had a lot of bands come out with a lot of different sounds, and it felt like it was a reinvigoration of the music scene. It was moving on from like seventies arena rock and stuff, and coming back into right, more right. about songwriting. And like they had all these influences from different places, like electronica and world music, and a lot of them just played, you know, couldn't play guitar or drums, and they formed punk bands because that was the way that they could do that. Um, Blink One Eighty Two and its ilk feel like they're just pop songs that. Um, just kind of are played fast. Like that's the one thing that they they have going for them. And I don't feel that there's any real edge, you know, as many tattoos and goofy haircuts as you want to have this, there's no real edge to this band. And the song itself, I think this is one of those cases. I think the song is better than the video and the song is okay on a pop song level. uh, But I feel that the video is not particularly good. And I don't really have anything else to say about the song. Or Blink-182 at that point. I, I feel that they were big in college, as you were saying, but I never really cared for them, even though if a song comes on the radio, I will listen to their song that comes on. I'm in that yeah, relationship. The only song of the only song of theirs I ever liked was Damn It. And, I uh, love Damn It. Because... I think Damn It is their best song. It's actually about something, I feel like. Yeah, I only liked it because I thought it had a cool guitar riff. And that was <laughs> Everything else that they do is just that... Uh, that pop produced guitar sound where everything just is blends together. <clears throat> They've got three chords in their song. Whatever. It's 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 the the idea of punk music uh run through every uh production popular music filter. filter you could possibly find to turn into something that's mass uh mass consumable. I will say something Joe Strummer I was watching a uh uh, interviewed Joe Strummer once, and he made a kind of a fascinating point that because I play drums, I, it stuck with me. I think he said, he said, no, he said, uh, the only great bands have great drummers in them. And, yeah. And I thought that that was interesting. Blink is actually an example of that, where oh, Travis, Bar- Travis Barker is by yeah. far the best instrument player out of all of them. And yeah. I think the same thing about things like Dave Matthews Band. If Dave Matthews Band did not have Carter Beaufort playing, it would sound much more generic and uninteresting than they do currently. He's he's the big reason for that. But it's something Strummer said, uh, Strummer said that stuck with me, and I think is largely true. Um, and I think that this band is a good example of that, too. So I do want to praise Travis Barker for playing the drums. <laughs> yeah, I was actually going to bring that up, because they are... Uh, 
you know, the, the two front men are not nothing really. They, they, they're not doing anything interesting, but Travis is a really good drummer. Yep. Uh, and he and he's doing a lot of heavy lifting on these songs. <laughs> he gave an interview too, where he said that his role in the band is to be that interesting, solid instrumentationalist. Because when they're on tour, the other two are just like fucking around and like falling over, you know, on stage and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And it, he's surprise, the glue surprise. that has to hold it. Together. He's the glue that has to hold it together. I feel and like he, such. I feel like such an old man ripping on Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> in the way that we are. But go whatever. watch. Um, if you're interested in seeing something horrible go see the most recent live blink 182 live performances with tom DeLong. maybe before he left uh because oh, really? he's no longer in the band it's awful it's only it's up there with go watch recent limp biscuit videos to see how fat Oof. the drummer has become <laughs> has become <laughs> and all the comments on the videos are how many biscuits has john otto eaten since uh, 1999 let's nice. let's get back into all the small things what do you think about the video uh i think it is the most surface level, straightforward parody you could possibly do. Um, it, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's I I, I kind of agree with the uh, uh, the thin grounds for parody uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. comment because <laughs> they're they're only like half a step to the left of everybody that they're taking the piss out of. Yeah, I mean, the parody is them just dressing up like the people were dressed in the video. Yeah, They're, this is this is like uh, not another teen movie style parody yeah. where it's just doing the thing that you're making that you're making fun of, but you're like making a face. Yeah, I I'd, I'd even say that that's like I would I would defend not another teen movie, I guess at that point where I feel like that's it's Sorry, a, that's the wrong movie. I'm talking about like uh, the ones that came after that like uh superhero movie. Those ones that were just mashups of popular references mm -hmm. like the scary movies were, became eventually sort of yeah exactly that were that were like really popular for like a year and a half and then just completely disappeared thank god mm -hmm. but they ended up just being like stuff from pop culture ephemera just done on screen and then somebody drops like a rock on it or something it, this is interesting because you said you said you didn't really like Eminem. I feel that this is very similar to Eminem, except Eminem has a point of what he's satirizing. Fair, and yeah. this is like the Eminem video, except it has no point. They're they're not they're not making fun of anything. And I would say that like you know d to do the douchey like punk rock the punk rock thing. I feel like they would be an edge to them making fun of these people, right? And, and not just right. dancing around dressed like them. And there's nothing there. And M Eminem did a better job of parodying that in his videos of at least making fun of like the you know a specific angle on why some of these people were ridiculous like Pamela Lee or whatever and things like that this, this is just a very dated video where I actually was not really familiar with what they were parodying at the same time so it's not timeless in any way because it's very oh, yeah. it's yeah. very broad and not specific and it's also just not funny which is maybe the biggest offensive thing going for it yeah do you um do you remember a Jewel song called Intuition? I don't think so. No, it was it was a later song. I think it was from like early two thousands. I and I only know this much about it because I just looked it up. I'm not a massive Jewel fan, unfortunately. Um, th the video is uh, half of it is her just walking through the streets of New York, shot kind of like on a camcorder, mm -hmm. and then every now and then she'll stop, and it will blow up into this like hyper produced hyper glossy very pop um uh pop 
music kind of video where she's like now all of a sudden she's like got backup dancers and shit and she's all glammed up and stuff. And I remember at the time thinking, man, it's really sad that Jewel has to stoop to doing, you know, turning into like every one of these other pop stars. And I completely missed that it was supposed to be a parody. Okay. And I watched it again recently and I was like, this is actually a pretty good video. It's it's basically doing what they're doing here, but she's actually doing it way more subtly right. <laughs> and so subtly that I didn't even get it when I saw it. And I wrote it off because I thought she was just, you know, trying to cater to, to the to the uh, the uh, interests of of the masses. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, I sound like fucking Karl Marx over there <laughs> talking about Blink-182. <laughs> the opi- um, the opi- this song is the opium of the masses, much like yeah. religion. Um. But, you know, it's uh, – uh, I, I was thinking about that video because this video is so dumb and it's like there's no <laughs> there's no thought put into it at all. It feels very much like a high school production of something where it's like, <clears throat> man, you, you one kid turns to his buddy and goes, man, it would be hilarious if we dressed up like 98 degrees and I put in fake teeth. Right. You know, it, and it, 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 there's no like – it's yeah, not man. a – yeah, and the other guy goes, yeah, that, that would be hilarious. Let's do that at the talent show. <laughs> um, there's no there's no edge to it. There's no thought put into it. It's, it's not even just, a joke. There's no joke no, to it. It's just no, dressing no joke. up like that. Yeah. 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 But, so and, and that's a long way of, of me saying I apologize to Jewel for not taking her satire seriously. Uh, <laughs> the, the video for Intuition is the Robocop of pop videos. You underestimated Jewel, as we all did, I think. So... Here's my question about this video. Yeah. This is the band's biggest song, uh, only song to break the top 40, as I said. It's a big hit. They've had a bunch of hits. I would actually have been, I, I, if you would ask me to guess what their biggest hit is, I might not have guessed this one, I don't think, which is yeah, kind of Yeah, I thought it was, uh, what's, what's my, my name? Age yeah, what's my name again would be my guess. <laughs> Excuse me. So here's the, th- here's the thing that I find confusing about this song. I actually think the song is decently okay for a song like the instrumentation it is, is typical so blink. hooky what's that it is so hooky like i haven't listened to this song in 20 years and then when i watched it the other day for this it was in my head for like the next four days yeah and i hated it so thank you well <laughs> it's, uh, al- it's also short and catchy and you can listen to it over yeah. and over again and it's it's a very catchy song i think it's actually interestingly about something in a way that a lot of their other songs aren't it's it's a love song it's about his an ode to uh delong's girlfriend i guess at the time who became his wife um it's got charming little sort of like relationship things about like little windmill apparently she used to dance by spinning her arms around like a windmill um Uh so it's it's got these little like it's a very personal song it sounds like or at least it's like it's got enough of his personal relationship with this girl that he's singing about and it's kind of you know it's heartwarmingly poppy a decent little love song why is the video this why why, why, i'm not i don't think you need to do a goofy lovey-dovey video for it or anything like that but i don't feel that this is the right theme for this song it has nothing to do with the song whatsoever yeah i don't know i mean i that's a good question because I didn't even realize the song was about anything, to be honest with you. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's <laughs> because, a love song. Well, mainly because the video is so stupid. I never bothered to actually listen to the lyrics, mm-hmm. you know, except for that one lyric about she left me roses by the stairs. For some reason, I hate that. I don't know why, but that has always stood out to me 
as a line in the song that makes that drives me crazy. Well, you you very strongly believe in gender roles, so that's a totally unacceptable thing for her to, <laughs> yeah. her to do. It's it's a it's a decent love song, you know. It's like for a for a shitty pop punk band, it's it's kind of a charming. I would call it a charming love song. It's not in your eyes or anything like profound like that, but it's a a cute, charming little love song, and it has this video sure. that has nothing going on with it. Yeah, I can I can remove myself from the equation enough to say that I understand why this was a popular song. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The video, don't understand. Very um we mentioned this before about other like this was kind of the era where if you had a song you just kind of had to have a video too. I I've never paid attention. They're just in an airport hangar that they're putting a backdrop up on occasionally and changing outfits mm-hmm. and the the cuts happen so quickly that you kind of don't realize that they're all in just one location for this, but except for when they go to the beach. Right, so yeah, they go to the beach and they roll around in the sand. That's the one difference. But for the most part, this was this was shot in two hours, I would assume. Um, and it's just very, it's very easy and very simple. And I guess they just wanted to get a video out to capitalize on the song. Yeah. Now, um, I was talking to uh, uh, Lara from the Pure Moods podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, we were talking about this song, and she she brought up a good point. She said that. Because I, I, I was saying, like, I couldn't understand, even at the time, why people lost their minds over this band. And she made a good point. She said that pop music was so sugary that people made a big distinction between rock and pop, which made bands like Blink seem cooler and more rock than they really are. Yeah. And I I think it kind of feels the same way about um, the way that country music has evolved in the past 15 years or so, where it's like, is lo- if you have, like, a... A violin in your song even if you've got like a drum machine and a hip-hop break it's it's technically country music now yeah um there's this weird blending of everything where it's like it it makes certain things stand out as more uh indicative of a genre even if it's really not which blink one a2 is is really not yeah that I, i i guess i would tweak that a little bit for what i would think where i think that because these guys came around at a point where pop was moving away from instrumentation and into sort of the Pro Tools approach to things. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're playing instruments solidifies them as a rock band. That is something That's to true. be respected. Yeah. I would think that country music to me is is interesting, uh, interesting sort of segue off of that, where country is now instrumentation and everything, and it feels... Country music feels like very authentic music, but it's the most inauthentic music possible. It's like more inauthentic... You mean you don't... Go ahead. You don't like lists of stuff? <laughs> I, I don't like... You don't like listening to people list off stuff they like to do? <laughs> I don't like rich millionaires singing trigger words to poor people and capitalizing on it, which is basically yeah. what country music is. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. red, cold beer, red truck. Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco, spit with. <laughs> and, and I think that that's why country music... Country music now is kind of... People think that they are relating to this music in a like really heartfelt way that sums up Americana or something like that. Yeah. And it's good to drink yeah. beers and kick back, but it's yeah. the most commercial shitty inauthentic music I think is possible to produce at the same time. Yeah. Country modern country music is like the music version of those uh clickbait shirts where on the uh, that you can buy where on the back of it it says like I'm a forklift driver. Yes, I go yeah. to work at nine AM. <laughs> I like to have beer when I get home. Listen I have up one liberals. wife yeah, and if you don't like it, you can leave. Yep. It's like that's that's what country music is. It's the musical version of those shirts. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I think that that's why Blink 
Blink because they were a rock band, and this is kind of pre-new metal, sort of. This is like bridging mm-hmm. the gap between uh, the grunge era and new metal is when they really took off, and they got big during the new metal phase as well. But th- they are a band in oh, in a lot of ways, and like in many ways, they are a band. That's certainly undeniable. And I think that people clung to that at the same time. Uh, this felt like it was the last lem- remnants of rock that was still kicking around. Um, or at least the biggest yeah. pop version of rock, what rock could be. And I think that get them a lot of um, cachet, I think. Which is so weird to me because, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> God damn it. Um, you know, rock music has always been this sort of subversive, at least a little bit. Yep. And I guess this is technically still kind of subversive. Um, but like it you know, you're coming off of grunge and you're coming off of uh uh the early to mid nineties alt stuff that was fairly different. It was uh they had kind of changed the landscape of stuff and like you can just watch it all get squeezed down through the meat grinder into turning it into this. Yeah. And it's really depressing because there's no like it 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 cha- it takes it and changes it from something that's kind of subversive into it's like the the problem that I always had with the with the punk thing in general is that uh you know you, the punk ethos is all about being your own person and being an individual but when you've got seven of them standing in a row you can't pick them out cuz they're all wearing the same shit yes yeah and it's like it's like the commercialized someone it's like someone looked at them and was like wait a minute hot topic that's what hot topic yeah, is hot, yeah hot topic yeah, yeah. They uh, they they looked at that whole thing. It was like, wait, we can come, we can turn this into something that's easily profitable because we just take these four elements and we just sell them for a bunch of money. Repeat over and over. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think Blink One Eighty Two is probably I would refine it. I, I don't think they stem off of the grunge movement. They stem off of the early punk revival success with like Green Day, Rancid, yeah. and things like that. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. they are the commercialization of that specific music group. Um, and they, what they kind of did is they took that and they added kind of a surfer vibe to it. And that's what yeah, pop punk became. It's kind of like a California surfer vibe thing uh, off of what I think is more, well, it's derivative. That pop, uh, that punk revival stuff was at least interesting music, I think. Like a lot of good bands came out of that uh, sure, revival. Yeah. Blink is not. They're just the offshoot that became the moneymaker of it. Yeah, my uh, uh, my girlfriend actually has a uh, a funny story about blink 182 she actually met them she uh um say it ain't she so one be- what's that say yeah i know so. <laughs> uh a friend of a friend of hers won tickets to see them at at suffolk downs and uh uh she said say it ain't so i will go turn the lights and off went, yeah and uh, uh her friend had this br- brilliant strategy of buying each of them gifts to like increase their chances of actually meeting them and it actually worked and uh, Tom and Mark came out and took pictures with them. They tried to talk to them like normal humans, but they did not step up to the plate in, you know, true teenage girl fashion. Mm-hmm. Her words, not mine. Okay, sure. And uh, <laughs> all they could do was just smile and 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 say, uh, uh, you guys are so great. And they didn't have anything. They couldn't figure out what to say to them, but they were very nice. <laughs> and uh, Travis leaned out of the trailer and waved and said, thank you. Nice. And then their opener came over and talked to them very nicely for a while uh, and asked if they wanted to go back to their trailer. Oh, nice. The opener's trailer, which apparently was Newfound Glory, which after she told me that, I was like, yeah, that sounds right. That guy, I believe, has a history of, uh, you know, 
being into younger women. Let's put it that way. <laughs> well, it could that was a uh, it could have gone one of two ways for her there. I think her life her life came to a fork at that moment, and and, and she yeah. didn't go down either path. I guess with newfound glory or Blink One Eighty Two. It's unfortunate. <laughs> Nineteen ninety nine would have been completely different. Um. I've never met Blink-182. I don't think I will. And they're no longer a band, I guess. Or they are still a band, but uh, Tom DeLonge is not a part of it because he's Yeah, Tom DeLonge, uh, yeah, he's he's chasing aliens. Mm-hmm. He's He's got a, a, a some UFO research company that he's dumping money into. He seems like he's kind of lost his mind a little bit. Yeah, he, um, he's a very he's very good conspiracy theorist in that if you read interviews with him, you start coming around to his point of view until you take five minutes of time to yourself and then go, what yeah. the fuck am I talking about? I was reading up about their their reunions and stuff, and it sounded like he he was very noncommittal about it, and he was just kind of depressed about having to do it and stuff. Yeah, like it's yeah. he seems like he's got some things he's dealing with, and Mark Hoppus uh, seems like he's just enjoying his life with <laughs> millions of dollars and playing music for people. And uh, Travis Barker uh, survived the plane crash. Can't yeah. fly anymore. Yeah, it's been quite a life, but is still still a good drummer. Still a good drummer. Yeah, he is. I think we're done with all the small things. Do we have a theme for uh, the next couple of videos that we're going to be doing, Clay? I don't know if you if we pick Ooh, one. Um, well, actually, let's get let's get the uh, did the video kill the radio star here? I I think no. I think the video is terrible. I think the song is actually like a seven out of ten, decent little pop song, but I think the video is yeah. like a one out of ten. So I'm gonna go the other way, where I don't think it's a good video, but I do think the video did them a lot of good. Okay. Uh, because it was featured so heavily on MTV, and it was, it does have that, uh, you know, young, young teenage element of the young teenage interpretation of what parody means. That I know a lot of people really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think it did. I think it did them a lot of good. So I'm gonna say it did not kill the radio interesting I forget, you, how, so you, the, I forget think, how the scale works you think the video is helpful to them in the long I run i do i do think the video is helpful right. yes I'm, I'm looking at this as an artist and i'm, I'm gonna say that the the video uh i can agree with what you're saying but i'll take the the track of the video is just garbage for what the song is and it, it's like if you were to if their goal is to pair a, a video visual stylings with your song i think it completely fails and therefore is no 100 percent. Okay. yeah no no question there i but i do think it was uh as the purpose that the video served was uh, uh, was achieved, I think. Do you think that was an intentional – I think that's kind of obviously wasn't – do you think that it's actually a smarter video than we're giving credit for, smarter in terms of capitalizing on the TRL crowd? Um, you know what I mean? Like is this so yeah. – is it so stupid but referential to other pop songs – that it is aimed at the buying market of the 14 and 15 year old boy and girl. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I think, and is that intentional? Is that what blink was trying th- to do? Uh, probably. I think so. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would assume so. Yeah. And because I think the thing is, it's the time that this video was made, I think makes a big difference because it's like you said, it's, it doesn't, it's, it's not timeless. It's very specific to the era that it was made. And this video, you could have p- taken any single one of their songs and put this video on that, on under that song. Mm. And it changes nothing. I should actually do that as a video cut. 
I should, I should, yeah, I, I mean, just like you could I, the songs and put it under and see what happens. Yeah, you could put uh, "What's My Age Again" on this and it change. Actually, probably "What's My Age Again" is probably a more appropriate yeah, song. Yeah, for yeah. this. Yeah, it's it's the video has nothing to do with the song and it's just there to serve as the look at us being subversive towards popular culture while also participating in popular culture. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um. Yeah, that's it. So, the guys, thank you very much. Do we have a theme, Clay? I don't have a theme. If you have a theme, let me uh, know. We had talked about career enders, yep, which I think would be an interesting one. So, basically, um, videos by artists who uh, just made the wrong choice as far as the video they put out there, and it really damaged their career. Well, I'm not talking like you know something uh uh morally objectionable or objectionable or anything like that but just like the kind the kind of video which just ended up being so bad that it hurt their career essentially yep that's that's a definitely a possibility if we we probably will end up doing that but that's uh something that we've got floating around but people can let us know what uh themes they'd like to see done as well and we'll try to take those into account but we'll we'll have a definite answer with our next episode with whatever video we're i do i do like the idea though of alternating um kind of high concept groups with years because I think there's so many music videos to choose from that it's it's easy it's a good I think it would be fun to to do uh, alternate so next time would be like career enders and then the after that it would be like 1992 sure, or something like sure. that you know what I mean yeah definitely we'll we'll consider doing something like, or we'll uh, we'll do something like that just to keep things themed because I do think that the the year is almost a good like the year is a pretty strong theme. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you can see yeah, a lot yeah, of what so. was going on in the music industry uh, just by looking at four or five videos from that time. Yeah. Cool. Guys, thank you very much for listening. You can check out the PenskeFile.com for all the other podcasts. There's the Star Trek one, Real Ripe. There's the Prisoner stuff. There's the Star Wars one. That's about it. We are done. You can support the show on Patreon.com slash the Penske File if you want to do that. And I think we will be back next week with whatever our video turns out to be. See ya.